Hi. Hi. It's Mind Gold episode five. Mind Gold. So until <laughs> until we actually record a proper introduction, that might be our introduction. Will be James singing Mind Gold. But our introduction will be me singing. Okay. That all right? We'll go. We'll roll that. It's fine. Okay. So we're actually at my house today, which is like the first time we've recorded at my house. We're doing an introduction here. Yeah. <clears throat> for today's podcast. Yeah. Well, it's actually for Saturday's podcast, but you won't know that because when we put them together, you won't know that we recorded this. Well, now they do. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking killed it. Um, yeah, we were going to try and trick you all into thinking that it was all the same day, we're in the same location, but we've just... I totally ruined it. You've ruined it. I'm real sorry. But we're all about authenticity here. I know. And we would be liars if we pretended that this was the same day. That's (laughs) one of my key... Our values, right? Values is Uh honesty. So, um, yeah. Yeah. You saved me from a lie there. Yeah. Is it a lie, though, if you're not... If if you're not telling... Omission. Is it a lie if... Okay. I think omission depends on what you're omitting. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. It's like the Tinder thing. Like, what photos are you putting on there? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just like, yeah, Varnishing true. The but is it like Varnishing a bit of the marketing there? Like a, a bit, bit of, of yeah. If we were <clears> clever, <throat> I wouldn't just promoting promoting yourself. And you re- you reckon we're going to start talking about some science on here? And I can't even get through the first two minutes without, like... Talking about Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you rather hear about, guys? Science or Tinder? Like, let's be honest. Yeah, we should do a Tinder count. We'll just see how many times you'd reference Tinder (laughs) in this next podcast. Pickled Um, onions. We'll bring the pickled onions back. Nice. Yeah. Anyway. What's been happening? Well, um, I am coordinator, actually, at, at work. So I've been promoted. Promoted. For two weeks, wow. limited time. Um, I'm trying to be a bit more professional around the place. Mm-hmm. So I do things like wear my full uniform. Oh, yep. I brush my hair and wash it on Wednesdays. Wow, like a normal person. Well, like, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say cunt as much. <clears throat> and okay. I've actually apologized. What situations would you say cunt at work? Sometimes if I delete the wrong column when I'm making a spreadsheet. But not to someone. No, like at the computer. Oh, okay, Or like right. about someone behind their back. <laughs> like, oh, that fucking useless cunt. But like in a in a jovial fashion. In your head? No. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> anyway, I've been promoted to higher duties. Good. So I've been How's using, it going? Oh, well, you know what? It's cool. I get to do Excel more. Yeah. And um, basically just trying to like put myself out there, meet more people um, and yeah, just be like, you know, not a scary tattooed like chick saying cunt. (laughs) Unfortunately, that is what I am. Doesn't sound like a promotion though. No, I know. Demotion maybe. I know, right. (laughs) Anyway, so you know, it's been cool. It's been cool. Um, So just a lot of people watching. Yep. Um i tell you my favorite. Okay, go for it. Okay, this guy is amazing. So, he's like an older guy. He comes into the gym wearing sunglasses. And, like, he wears, like, uh, like basically, you know, those vests kind of zip up that you wear over your hoodie? Yep. He wears one of those. 
without any shirt on underneath, obviously. So he gets around the gym, like, in this kind of get-up, um, and he does, like, some really aggressive tricep push-downs, like, really, like, loud grunts and all that kind of thing. And then, like, when he's, like, walking in between equipment, he'll just, like, randomly bust out, like, a surprise karate chop. I just did one. You can't see it. But, like, in the middle of just, like, the gym. Well, yeah, it sort of makes sense. Because it's like... Well, he is in the gym. You're training for... What are you training for? You know, you never know, especially on the treadmill. You never know when you're running down the street. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mention you might need this to is on the treadmill. Karate chop someone. Right, it's amazing. And he's like my new favorite person to watch. Yeah. Every Wednesday, he's there. I'm just watching him. That's awesome. Because let's face That's it, right. the gym's full The gym's full of boring people. It is full of boring people. Doing boring things that aren't benefiting them at all so he yeah he brings a bit of light to my day the joy Wednesdays, yeah he's fucking legend yeah cool yeah so i thought i would go talk to him because obviously who the fuck wouldn't want to talk to that guy you <laughs> <laughs> so i went to talk to him this week and um we had a really good chat actually <clears throat> he was talking about how there's like you know he's like everyone is so miserable all the time right but like there's so many, there's so many like wonderful things in the world that people just don't like take advantage of. He's like, everyone's just walking around looking at their phones. Mm. Oh, Tinder. Tinder. Yeah. You know, swiping, swiping away, swiping fucking left all day. And you know, he's like, and that's not what life's about. And, <clears throat> um, you know, like being, being positive, like it just really enriches your life. And I was like, you're a fucking legend. Mm. What a, and you know what? Like, it just made me think, like, this guy just doesn't give a fuck, you know? Like, he's just fucking weird Ken at the gym, and he wears his fucking vest with no shirt, and he... If you are doing karate chops mid-run, mid you don't give a fuck. But that's so cool, and I was like, mm. I, like, there's so many weird things about me that I don't really, like, I guess, broadcast, because they're weird, you know, what did you say before when you came in that, like, you'd never be surprised by, like, my level of weirdness, oh, yeah. right? And I was like... You said something to me. What did you say? You told me something and she's, she, you were like, is oh, that weird? I'm that's like, right. No. Because I have a container full of cooked apples in the fridge. <laughs> but, yeah. like, it's my, it's my dessert, man. Like, it's the fucking cooked apples. If you slice them really thinly and just, like, cook them with cinnamon... This isn't a cooking show. I have them yeah. with peanut butter. I have them with peanut butter. <laughs> we might do a cooking episode once. I'm actually a qualified yeah. chef, so... We oh, you are too. I, yeah, I could definitely do a cooking show. There you go. So, anyway. Interesting. You laughed at my apples and I was No, like, I didn't laugh. Well, I just but, was interesting. But it isn't... You know but what? But I said... I said and you go, is that weird? And I go, no, nothing surprises <laughs> me with you. And you know what? That's like the fucking coolest thing that someone could say to me. Because, like, you know, I... I want to have a container of cooked apples and like have a, you know, cabinet full of skulls and yeah. weird shit. So let me like just explain it. Sarah's apartment here. We've got <clears throat> a cabinet full of skulls of, uh, and like animal bones. What's that one there? The big one. That's a cat. That's a cat. Okay. It's not uh, like a former cat of mine. It's like, just Oh, okay. I was going to say, was that your last cat? cat. Um, there's a photo of Sarah riding her bicycle oh, no, that photo is really on cool Bridge Road. Because a, that someone messaged me, this random message, and was like, dude, I saw a fucking photo of you in this gallery in the city. And I was like, what? That's fucking weird. 
So yeah, some cool. random guy had taken that photo of me and mm. just like put it in his exhibition mm. and I bought it because I was like, well, that doesn't happen every day. And yeah, that's, that's me. That's definitely cool. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a another thing. Uh, there's a frame. Um, what would you call that? It's like a... It's it it's like a framed, um, that one. Yeah, uh, not here. To, it says not. Basically, it's a in frame in a frame. It says not here to fuck spiders. Which I'm not, <clears throat> obviously. I thought that was cool, but again, not surprised at all to find it here. In fact, if someone said to me, "Where if you had to go somewhere and find a framed?" piece of paper that says not here to fuck spiders where would you go and i would probably say your house <laughs> that's amazing um <clears throat> multiple multiple things here there's a of course there's a barbell in the corner of sarah's room a bookshelf full of harry potter books um, <laughs> obviously it's very it's authentic it's very Thank authentic you. i fucking love my house yeah um, and the cat's you... are sitting on the table staring at oh, us. Oh, fuck, he is on the table too. Graham's in the room, guys. Sarah's cat. He's and he looks like he's trying to take a shit. He does. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, moving um, on. So so this guy was pretty cool. This guy was That's what you've cool. been up to. He, been, yeah. well, I've just been, you know, thinking about him a lot and not in a sexual way. I don't know why. <laughs> need to specify. No, we do need to these we, days. So. Not sexually. Um, I'm just interested by him because he just doesn't give a fuck. And I was like, you know what? I want to fucking walk the world, karate chopping the air and telling people they should be more positive. Do you know what? I've got an idea. What? Do that? You should. <laughs> your next comp after you make Oh my video, God, I should! Do a karate chop. I fucking should. Please. Oh, okay. I will if you come. If you oh, come, 100%. Watch, 100% will 100%. All right. I will. Do I have to make the shot. lift though. You do the karate, do like a karate chop, and do like a hi Oh my god! And then and then no, like, you're not put your hands together no. and do a bow afterwards. Oh Jesus! I'll just do the karate chop, but I have to make the lift. Yeah, I have to make the lift, and I'm not doing that in case that's offensive to someone's culture. No, for some reason. it's not offensive. I'll do the. I'll do that. You can't see what he's doing. He just did a. He just did it's a like hammer salute. <laughs> you got to do the hi-ya. And I'm not doing the high art. I'm, hands do... together and bow. Like, you know, like the three ninjas. I look like a fucking the three ninjas. Dude. I look like a fucking They were like, hey, Guys, I shouldn't do that, right? I'm going to look like a fucking idiot. Definitely do that. Right. Everyone tell her that. that <laughs> we'll do a Tell we'll do Sarah a, that's what needs to happen. That we'll needs to happen. Okay. Next one. All right, fine. And if you don't do it, I'll be very disappointed. All right, well, heaven forbid. Mm. Um. Well, anyway, what anyway. have you been up to? Me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, surely something better than watching <laughs> old men in the gym. <laughs> um, Not sexually. No, I've, I've, I've just been the same, same stuff. Bit of jiu-jitsu, bit of running, bit of gym. It's got too many sports. Reading. Um, just, uh, yeah, trying to stay healthy. What have you been reading? I've been reading, uh, I started reading a book called Digital Minimalism. So it was interesting what you, what you mentioned before about what this guy was saying about on their phones. 100% true. How much we rely... We're, we are essentially cyborgs now. Like, we're cyborgs. We've got this thing. It's not physically attached to us. We can put it down, but it is part of us. So we are, we are going into this stage. Um, we're going to this era where we're cyborgs. That, like, that's, that's what we are. 
so this book talks about how yeah like about how you can i guess it talks about what's happened how we've got these phones and you know how they affect our life positive negatively the science behind it and the motives of the people that that want you to be on these mobiles like it's not necessarily that they want to um, enhance our lives and make things easier they want us on our phones yeah like apps and things like that facebook instagram they want us like on our phones like a, like you know like the analogy in the book was like a slot machine you know you're swiping down oh, all the time yeah, swiping true. down like a slot machine so oh, you're getting that freaky. it's freaky yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a bit of a freaky thing but the good thing about the book is it talks about how like it's not like he's trying to say the guy, I forgot the author's name but um, it's not like he's trying to say you should not have these phones and you should not be using these apps it's just more about being aware and then just like few things to make you use those apps less or use that phone less or rely on it less and having time where you put the phone away and then you go you know uh, that's what I've been I've been trying to have times like for instance going out to dinner with friends and family and things like that I'll try and leave my phone at home I'll leave it in the car so I can have that quality time yeah that's cool so yeah it's been an interesting book and and it's i'm still reading it and this i'll pass it on to you when i'm done how about you have you been going with books i've been reading um i just finished tom's book tom yes now tom is our guest this week on the podcast so this probably a good time to introduce him i shall introduce him yeah his name's tom ahern um, and I've known him for maybe four years and he was one of my first coaches when I first started CrossFit when I was the shittest cunt <laughs> at exercise, literally the worst. He tried his best. He really did. Um, but anyway, he was a super cool dude. Um, yeah, I really liked him. I really liked his, uh, him as a coach and we both used to work for this, for the YMCA so we worked at different gyms, but I'd always like see him and we'd always kind of chat. Um, and yeah, he, he started a podcast called The Mind Mate. Mm-hmm. And he has some really interesting guests on there. Um, like okay. <laughs> Like me. Uh, so it's actually um, being on Tom's podcast that made me message you and be like, dude, let's do a fucking podcast. Yeah. So, right. so we could say he's... His podcast is his inspired attempt. mind goal. Yeah, he yeah. has. Yep. like which is really cool. Um, before that, it was just me writing blogs and talking. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was a perfect storm. It was that your blogs and me being interested in your message, and then having the means to to put it all together. I guess is yeah. is, is everything. But but came together. definitely Tom as a catalyst. Yeah. For, and for everything. Yeah, so he had me on his podcast, and this was like, oh, a few months ago, I think. Um, and it was just a really cool experience, and just like had a really good conversation with him. Um, you, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a talking diary almost, because mm. I feel really comfortable with him, and you know, um, I felt like I kind of realized some things about myself and about my life that maybe I hadn't really before. Mm. So it was quite a cool process, and. Um, yeah, it was rad. So I was like, well, Tom obviously needs to be our first guest yep. on Mind Gold. 
Um, and he has written a book, which I've just finished, and it's called I'm Fine, Just Tired. Um, and it's about um, his struggles with anxiety and how he's overcome his own, I guess, like mental health um, like issues that he's faced in his life and just, I guess, how that's shaped him. And um, it's really fucking interesting. It's really like raw, really honest. Um, like knowing him and reading it, it's like it's like him. He's talking to you, <laughs> yep. so it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, so we've got some like some really interesting stuff we want to get into, um, like based off of that book and just about Tom and what he's got to say to us, which I'm really excited about. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really fun. It's gonna be our first three way. For- <laughs> we're sharing a microphone for this one. I know so- we're practicing. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we'll, we'll basically we'll, we'll try not to, um, I don't want to say waste people's time because I don't think it's a waste listening to this, but uh, we will jump straight into this interview with Tom. And when I say jump into it, it's there's going to be a couple of days in between, but, but you, you guys aren't going to know about it. You are, we're not going to just like, it's not going to be like silence for two days and then t- we're like, hi Tom, and he's like, hi guys. And then we'll just come back every so now and then and be like, do. hey, just um, 24 hours left, guys, just hang yeah. in there. <laughs> So what we're going to do, right, it's real clever. Like, we'll stop it now, and then, like, we'll just pause it, and then, like, we'll see Tom on Saturday, and we'll, like, start it again and be like, hey, Tom, and he'll be like, hi, and it'll be like, this never happened, except for it has. Yeah, it, it, it hasn't has. happened. Okay, so you, we're going to stop it now. Yep. But Tom's going to come straight into it. He's not here right now. There's a portal into a new dimension. Yeah, basically. So... Yeah. Yeah. Um, hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast, which will continue now. Right now. Right now. Hi, Tom. Didn't see you there. I know. I was, uh, like I said, in my previous joke two seconds ago, I was hiding behind the couches. <laughs> <laughs> Naked, of course. Love when you start a joke before you start recording and yeah. then you've got to repeat it. Yeah, fucking it. Still up. sounds authentic. It's I know. fine. It was a terrible delivery. <laughs> <laughs> this, um, this equipment's cool. I really like it. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I should say. very yeah. professional here. It's good. It's actually like I was saying. It's so much more professional than my setup. My setup is like QuickTime player on my computer and a microphone. You guys have got the whole bit here, the tables, the chairs. Yeah, but it's the best. As the saying goes, all the gear, no idea. hundred oh, yeah, percent, literally no idea. I just asked James why it was red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, that's recording. That's, that means it's recording. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So we're doing well. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, how the fuck are you? I'm super humbled to be here. Um, I don't often get to uh, to be interviewed, which is really cool. Um, and it'll probably just end up being a really candid conversation, you know, because you know, you and I know each other very well, and we just met each other, James. Just met, legendary. yeah. Thank you. Um, and um, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. I'm very, very well. I started doing jujitsu actually a couple Did you? Of months ago. Yes, yes, yeah. nice. Where um, at Ben Hall's, just in Chapel Street. Yes, and okay. I'm just getting paid to have my ass handed to me all the time yep which is actually very good it's I great really enjoy it. yeah it? yeah <laughs> it's weird some fetish some, yeah it's, some it's, sort of thing it's like you go in there and you, you get your butt kicked by a girl that's yeah. 20 kilos 30 yeah. kilos lighter than that you that does sound kind of hot oh it's great it's, yeah uh, <laughs> it's it's very humbling i guess it's true yeah. yeah i think there's a real there is a real psychological component to it like actually embracing that 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 risk, that fear, you know, it has its application to other aspects of life that you potentially find fearful and don't want to embrace, yep. you know? So like if you can actually 
find that within yourself. It's like, you know, I'm actually going to see how I go here. If I get choked out, I get choked out. That's fine. But then how many other aspects in life do you not even attempt, you know? So you get choked out before you even try, you know, like public speaking or writing, even just personally in your own diary, writing the truth down, like mm. all shit like that. That um, That's where I think martial arts, and I'm only very new to it, but I think martial arts has a really, really, it's got something to it, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, that, uh, you know, following that fear, doing the thing that you're most scared of is, is usually the thing that's going to give you the most rewards. Mm. Well, from experience, I guess that's, yeah, that's it. If you can get into that mindset of pushing yourself in that direction of the things that you're most scared of, um, I think it's very beneficial for you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that level of discomfort. I was listening to something the other day about how, like, humans really need that struggle. And if they don't, like, find an outlet to, like, provide them that struggle, like jujitsu or, like, weightlifting mm. or, like, whatever that is, then they'll kind of end up creating drama within, like, their relationships or, like, in a negative way in their life mm. because they don't have that outlet where they are uncomfortable because we actually need that. Like, we yep. need that variance and we need that, like, level of conflict, I guess. Yeah, uh, you know... They were doing all sorts of happiness studies on um, soldiers that were in World War Two, and they found that, you know, that was actually the happiest stage in their life. And it just it kind of made me think about the way the psyche balances, you know, the internal with the external world. And when there is a lot of conflict in the external world, you know, just in layman's terms, you don't really have a whole lot of time to think about yourself. You know, he's like, oh, fuck, I'm dying. You know, people are shooting at me from all angles here. Um but that really created that sense of aliveness for them. They had that risk and, you know, that mateship and that bond. They had a, they had a, common, a common enemy and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we sit idly by, you know, and we don't have... I mean, we obviously don't have to go to war to be happy. But you have to have some sort of external risk that just, that just puts things into perspective for you. You know, and I think, you know, if the topic of this podcast is, is, is about authentic purpose... Like exactly like what you said, James, following your own fear, which is subjective by nature, is where that idea of purpose is going to be illuminated, you know, because yeah. we all have different fears, but um, what behind, what lies behind those fears is, is magical, you know. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Mm. That's so really fucking cool. cool. Mm. Yeah. I love this concept of authentic purpose because you talk about it in your book. Mm. Um, do you want to like explain that a little bit and like what that means to you and like even how you found yours or how people can? Because I guess not everybody has that or would know what that even meant really yeah i mean it's a it's it's kind of what i'm trying to break down um with a seeker's path so this is my second book um which is kind of the idea of lifting the veil and there's a lot it goes into a lot more um spirituality and philosophy that sort of stuff um but i don't know i've always been interested in this idea that passions and interests tend to choose you and we don't really have a whole lot of grasp on that you know like if I sat down and I, you know, I thought, well, wouldn't it be brilliant if I was a quantum physicist, right? I just, no matter how hard I tried to be a quantum physicist, to someone who naturally is in that world, I d- it just wouldn't get there, you know? Like he, he or she, who is actually very intrigued by that and just finds the time, seemingly, to just study and study and study physics at the very small level is just going to get a lot better at me than someone who's trying but is that that's not that's not who I am and I think authentic purpose and you know coming to understand your own interests and passions really comes down to intrinsic values so what do you do purely based on the idea that you enjoy doing it 
you know, as opposed to, well, if I play the piano, my dad won't hit me. Or if I play the <laughs> whatever, you know, shit like that. Like if I'll, well, maybe it's something like if I go to the gym, then I'll get all the chicks. Even like yeah. these external values can be very, very sneaky. And you find that like the more time you kind of thrust into those sorts of ideas, you're like, oh, fuck, I actually never really enjoyed this. I was actually just doing it because A, B, and C. Fuck, that's so, that makes so much sense. Mm. So authentic purpose is basically something that you're driven to do internally and Mm. you're not necessarily getting like a tangible outcome or like some external validation from that. Mm. I I think so. Yeah, no, that totally makes so much sense Mm. because if I think about like so many things in my life that I've really like tried to be good at and tried to be good at, I've still ended up good at them, Mm -hmm. but because I haven't really had like an internal drive to do it, like being a chef, for example, like I really wanted to be a good chef, but I fucking hated it. Like I didn't have this internal drive to be like a really good chef. It was Mm. just like, basically I just tried to be a chef despite someone who told me I was bad at cooking once. Mm. So it was this constant like need for other people to be like, Oh, she's actually really good now. Oh, she proved us wrong. Go her. But inside I was like, fuck this in the ass. This is the worst job in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So it just didn't, it just fizzled. Cause I was like, this is balls. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, 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 um, expedience by definition. It's no, it's like means to ends, you know, we're talking yeah. about, um, yeah, 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 Mark yeah. Manson's latest ideas, you 100%. know, and, and meaning and that whole idea of authentic purpose and, you know, is, is down to like, basically what all the cliches talk about, you know, which is if you had a million dollars or if you could live yes. forever, like what would you do? Like if there, but a really good way to think about in a world that's just absolutely fueled by external validation is what would you do if you had all the time and the money, but no one else in the world existed, right? And then it's just, so if you were stranded on an island, what would you do? It's like, well, maybe I would do way they think, or maybe I would just read or, you know, and I, the more I'm interested in the, this sort of stuff, the more I come to realize how much, I was fueled by external validation, like, mm. and still am, you know, we, I mean, we always, we always have these urges and instinctual drives and things that are just going to make us like lesser versions of the people that we really want to be, but that's fine, you know, but it's just, I think it comes down to, you know, if you removed every other externality, what would you do just because you enjoy doing it? And so for example, I interviewed um, Steve Monaghetti, um just last week. And we were talking about this exact same topic. The, the marathon runner. The, the marathon yeah. runner, exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was like, why do you think you're such an excellent marathon runner? And he basically just said, oh, it's just because of what's, what I like doing, you know? He yeah. never wanted, he never ran a race based on, oh, then I'll win the gold or then it's, it's like, I just enjoy running. So if you enjoy something, naturally you're going to do it mm. a lot, which means naturally you're going to get very good at it, you know? So it can't be about how you're going to compete against someone else or A, B, and C externally. It's just got to be about what you like doing that, you know, and Mahali, Chikset Mahali, who wrote a book called Flow, said, when you're in that state of flow, time adapts to your experience. So you don't start thinking about time. You just lose all sense of who you are, you know, which becomes very spiritual almost. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand that. And also we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, I think, which was that, um, you know, achieving something, but not feeling like I need to tell my friend or my partner or whoever mm. that like significant person is in your life. If just feeling that sense of satisfaction within yourself, like it doesn't matter if someone says well done or if you get like, you know, like a medal or mm. something like that, like it doesn't matter yeah. because having that sense of fulfillment yourself 
and that's what I find with weightlifting. Like yeah. I've never fucking won anything for weightlifting. I've never even qualified for anything. Mm. It, like it doesn't matter, mm. you know, because that's not why I do it. That's not why I want to do it. Mm. You know? Exactly. So why do you do it then? I just fucking love it more than anything else ever. Yeah. And it wasn't something that I was like, I'll show everyone I'm going to get better at this because I've been so bad at it for it. You remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? You weren't that bad. You're so hard on yourself. Like you never were that bad. Dude, honestly. We were speaking about this on our show. I know we were, were, eh? But <laughs> like, I kind of fell into it because of like a personal situation where I had to leave one gym and go somewhere else. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Fuck CrossFit. I'm going to do weightlifting. Yeah. So it was, it wasn't even, it wasn't even like a conscious choice. Mm-hmm. I just, and I think that's, you know, what you were saying before, it's not something that you seek out. You're not like, what am I going to try and be good at? Yeah. You just, it just finds you. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And it yeah. wasn't, and it's more like finding the path as opposed to finding like the end of the path. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm. like, regardless of, I don't have an end goal in mind if I think about weightlifting or my job really, or anything that's I've fallen into, mm. I'm just, that's what I want to do. That's what I'm doing. And no matter what happens at the end, I mean, obviously I'll die cause everyone does, Yeah. but it doesn't, it doesn't matter, mm. you know? So mm. you stop chasing that end goal and you stop chasing that, that specific achievement. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think it, I think as well, it's something that you almost need to, and a lot of people go through, I mean, it's, you never get to that stage where you, you know, you understand that you're not doing things for that external validation. You never get there without actually going through the stage of wanting that external validation, Of course, you know? So, so you, so for us, like we've all been through it. We've all been through that stage where we're just constantly Instagram posts and we're waiting for people to like our photos and we're, you know, wanting that comment. We're wanting that external, you know, validation. And then it gets to a point where you realize it doesn't actually, it doesn't help you get to where you want to be. Mm. It's all, it's hollow. Yeah. It's hollow there. So I think in, in, in some ways, like if someone's sitting there um, and they're in that stage of external validation, it's like, stay there for a bit. Mm. Feel it, like go through that, feel, feel that hollowness. It sounds a bit mean, but feel the hollowness and then and then start actually doing things for you because in in a way you're not actually doing anything for you yeah if you're constantly putting the effort in so you can get someone else to like your photo or comment or tell you you're great you're not doing it for you mm. you're doing it for them doing it for them and then it becomes inauthentic yeah yeah your content is inauthentic because you're thinking what would i want to see what would i like mm. if i and now i'm just like you know what i'm just going to write what the fuck i want to write if you can't don't like it, don't follow me. Like I just do not care. Mm, like mm. the karate chopping man, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Who's the karate? Oh. <laughs> Is it? I gotta follow you. You remember <laughs> from our intro <laughs> <laughs> when you were hiding? Oh yes, couch. of course. The karate chopping man. <laughs> yes, Dennis. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. We're all being more like him, basically. Okay, yeah. I'll explain. <laughs> so, so do you feel like now you're on a like more on that authentic purpose, like? drive like do you think that you're you've sort of getting more down to where you want to be or doing the things you want to do for yeah, you I think so I think so because I don't have like a specific goal in mind it was very interesting I mean I always wanted to be um I've, I've gone right into the depths of um you know trying to psychoanalyze myself um because my whole world um 
changed when I um, started my mental health really started to deteriorate essentially mm-hmm. so I, ha- I was you know diagnosed with a whole bunch of labels we can talk about labels you know yep. but um, you know OCD and panic disorder and ADHD and all these things you know this was, it was so bizarre um, and I just had no understanding of a where to come from you know who I was all this sort of thing and I've been chasing this dream to be an AFL player um, because I didn't know anything else you know I was obsessed with it and often psychologists talk about um, people's mental mental health starting to deteriorate when a goal they've been focusing on for a long time just gets blown away. So either they don't make it when they think they will, or something changes. Like they'll have they'll you know they'll have an injury. If we're talking about um, weightlifting or training, they'll have an injury and they'll and they're told you know they can never do it again or something. And you can understand how that would fuck with someone because it's like oh wow every definition of myself who i thought i am was entirely you know related to this goal and this thing and now i can't have it who am i yeah you know completely what I mean? fucks your identity up. exactly yeah. yeah it's like it's the exact same thing as if you find out um your husband has been cheating on you after 20 years of relationship yeah. or something like that the carpet yeah. you're just gonna fall down that rabbit hole because you're just like okay i thought we were in love for 20 years you know love is is the is is the you know, it's exactly like truth. It's the same thing, you know? And if he didn't love, like, you can't love me if you didn't do that. And then it's like, well, who am I? Who are you? And then how, if I got that wrong, how much of my perception of the world is wrong as well, you know? So it was all this stuff. And, you know, I got, um, I um, tried my luck down at um, Frankston Dolphins and then I got cut there. And, you know, looking back on it, I was like, I was never going to make it, but I'm happy I went for it. And then I just, these things started to bob up, these intrusive thoughts um, you know, things that I'd repressed since childhood and, you know, fears of the afterlife and fears of all these other sorts of things. And um, it really kind of fucked with me, you know. Um, so long story short, finding a more authentic route has kind of played out with me trying to understand myself more, which is, me. you know, I've fallen back into writing a lot more, which I used to write all the time as a child. Excuse me. Um, talking, I genuinely love meeting new people and, 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 and learning about them and all that sort of stuff. So I think it has. And I think what, what we were talking about before with that intrinsic value motive is, is I find myself now where I'll just go to a cafe and read and drink a coffee. And, um, you know, I feel like it's been a good day. Whether it was when I was so, when I was trying so hard to become an AFL player, if I hadn't kicked, like I was so wound up, you know, so tight in that anxiety. And I was like, if I hadn't kicked this many goals or if I hadn't played really well, I, the team could go fuck itself for all I, I would have cared, you know, because I didn't do my job. And it was just that, it was just that real tense, like anxiety. So I think, um, I think it has. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it will continue to grow as well and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I can only imagine what Siobhan goes through my other half. I can now, I'm nuts. <laughs> it's crazy. But you've just... You've I've got to sedate her. You've put so much time into like... But she's got to sedate you. Exactly. <laughs> we sedate each other, essentially. I think that's the goal, right? Find someone who can, you can sedate. sedate you. Exactly. And, and, uh, that's the goal. It's like the rapiest goal. Yeah. It's, is that your relationship advice for the day? Yeah. Sedate I don't think I can be giving anyone relationship yeah. advice. And then go for it. Yeah, fucking go for it. Whatever yeah. happens, happens. Exactly. Oh, good. Um, I think... I'm interested by, you know, you talk about your anxiety a lot and your mental health and how much that's affected you. I'm interested by when you talk about, 
like being such a creative person and how you found that that made your anxiety so much worse. Mm. Um, yeah. How would you say that affects you and, and other people who do suffer from anxiety um, and are like creative types? Cause from people I've spoken to who have had similar experiences, they're all quite, I guess like really charismatic like yourself and they've got like a really creative streak. Like yeah. You do. It's so, all a defense mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually <laughs> when I was a little bit younger, but no, I think, I think I've always been um, much more, right hemisphere oriented you know like the left hemisphere is like you know when you're a child and there's a bump in the night the left hemisphere goes oh that was a bump and then the right hemisphere goes what the fuck was it was it a monster was it a ghost was it mum was it dad was it an axe yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you just get lost in these what if thoughts and i've just naturally been more prone to that side yeah um which is much more linked to creativity as well which is not necessarily a good or a bad thing some people are more logic based and they do really well in you know um, in businesses, other people are more creative and they lose themselves in painting and art or expression, whatever it is. But I think, um, you know, trying to balance is just kind of get, getting at your question like, you know, balancing that anxiety and that creativity. I think for me, being able to filter that, um, that anxious energy has been really, really good. Yeah. Um, like, Jujitsu is a fucking brilliant man. Yeah. Like, it's, I can't believe I didn't discover it earlier. Yeah. You know? It's so good. I don't know if this is just a boy thing or if it's a boy and a girl thing. It's probably both, but... I tried like, it once. I enjoyed it in the wrong way. Oh, you enjoyed it? Yeah. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> we're we're going to do Jujitsu after this. <laughs> no, one time. I, yeah. I can't. Push the table out. No, I can't. No. Yeah. No. Uh, it, no. no, you're right. You're right. It's, it, and I think in, in terms of what you were saying, like, finding something to filter that anxiety, anything physically hard will filter that anxiety and jujitsu is fucking hard Mm. physically and and mentally too Mm. but anything you do i mean for me i love running as well so um if i've had a stressful day with work and you know maybe had a few too many coffees that sort of thing the anxiety's high i just go out for a run and i come back and i just it's like you said it's 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 filtered it's Mm. filtered out it's filtered through through me a little bit more yeah um i think the biggest thing with anxiety is recognizing it yeah it's there for a purpose, mm. really. Like, uh, you know, if we want to go back to, you know, an evolutionary perspective of anxiety, we needed that to be aware of our surroundings, to keep us sharp, to keep us, you know, so it's not something that we probably should be looking to completely eliminate from our lives. Mm. It's something we need to learn to live with. Um, yes, I've, I mean, for me personally, I've always had a level of anxiety. It's not, for me, it's not... I don't roll out of bed one day and go, I've got anxiety, yeah. and then another day I don't have it. Yeah. I've always got it. There's a level of it. Sometimes it's high and sometimes it's low. Yeah. But what I've learned to do is to accept it and and live with it in a way that's constructive, you know, like that anxiety that, um, for instance, let's just say, you know, it's, it's expensive to live. So I have that level of anxiety with my money. If I didn't have that level of anxiety, I'd go off and buy dumbass shit all the time. Yeah. If I didn't have that level of anxiety about my health, I'd be out drinking all the time and eating Maccas. So I just had Maccas before. Had, <laughs> my anxiety is high. <laughs> I just had it. That's awesome. <laughs> it was we'll, a we'll snack wrap, right? Grilled yeah. chicken. Well, the healthiest God choice, guys. The healthiest choice. <laughs> but but you, you know my point is oh, that yeah. the fact that when you can be constructive with that, you can use that anxiety and that anxiety is there for a purpose. Oh, it's the best point. Like, I think if people want to take one thing away from this podcast, it's exactly what you just said. Like, this is in some ways why I've kind of moved away from my podcast being about mental health, you know, because 
we're so easily influenced by the social institution in which we live, you know, and there's very positive things about that. But also, like, the whole thing is now, look, it's great that people are talking more about mental health, and I wouldn't be happy with who I am without that, you know. But the idea that anxiety is bad and depression is bad, you said it yourself perfectly. Embrace it because it's there for a reason. It's not happening to you. It's happening for you. And if you're highly anxious, it only takes a little bit of personal awareness to have a look at yourself and be like okay where am i in life the most anxious who am i the most anxious around when do i when do i feel certain you know levels of anxiety when i've eaten certain foods all these sorts of things you know and you'll find very quickly that these are the areas in your life people in your life settings that aren't serving you and you're like oh shit that was pretty obvious you know but we have that disconnection we think that anxiety is bad and we're supposed to monitor and you know take all these pills and all that sort of thing it's so so good it's actually trying to help you you know and i think you know it's a little bit of a step um yeah i mean like i think even something to the extent of like depressions you know insofar as it's not related to like the death or something external that you know you couldn't really control that it was really bad we have to grieve certain things but when you are going through a depressive state you know like spending a bit of time with yourself being truthful with yourself okay why do i feel like this all the time because it won't take long before the first thought that pops into your head is probably the honest one you're like oh i've got i mean obviously this is why i'm feeling so shit you know circadian rhythms like you know not having good honest chats look look, we're all looking each other in the eye shit like this that we've relied on for so many fucking thousands of years um so yeah i mean that's it's an incredible point you know like anxiety is there for you to embrace and learn from yeah yeah i feel like the answer is always really quite close to the surface as well like whenever Mm. i've gone through periods of like feeling like really really bad and i'm thinking what's wrong with me what's wrong with me the answer's right there. I just don't want to fucking accept it because yeah. it's always like you can't be with that person. Yes. They're, fu- they're fucking you up mm. or something like that. And it's something that you don't want to accept. But you, like once you've accepted that, it, you notice instantly that it, everything starts to feel better. Yeah. It, and and an excellent tool, meditation. You know? Oh my God, dude. I just fucking, okay. You're onto it? So, oh my God. I, I had it. No, I had, I'm so excited about it. Okay. Uh, I just, before you go off on your tangent, I just <laughs> I, I just wanted to c- very quickly touch on it. Have you heard Naval? No. Uh, so he does, he's done podcasts with Joe Rogan. Okay. He does his own little small. Oh, yes. Small, Ravi Khan or whatever. His yes. Name is. Yes. Um, he had a point on meditation I'd never really heard before and it was excellent and, and a really great tool for like, basically talking about what you're saying how like being with your thought because in meditation the whole idea is that you are sitting there you're trying to get the thoughts or not connect to the thoughts and you're trying to get to a state where you're just there you know Mm. so his idea with meditation is that you don't get to that stage by trying to eliminate or disconnect from the thoughts you get to that stage by being with your thoughts, yep. by being alone with your thoughts. So yep. just thinking. And he, he describes it as like a really painful process mm. because it, at the start, you're just these horrible and shitty thoughts are coming up. And, you know, and, and when you're talking about it then, when you can actually sit and you can identify these things, the reasons why you're depressed and that sort of thing, that's exactly that. Yep. It's the fact that people 
one of the reasons people are so depressed is they don't want to recognize with their thoughts they want to they're always constantly trying to escape mm. those things and finding ways to escape and um having you know having a, a coffee in the morning to get you know away from that or having a beer to get away from that rather than being like all right I'm going to go into my room for the next half hour and I'm just going to sit mm. on my bed and just fucking think away. Mm. And yeah. I thought it was a really excellent excellent sort of way of describing it because the meditation I had always done was like, I need to focus on mindfulness, you know, counting my breaths, um, you know, uh, whatever, listening to things, that sort of stuff, which was still good. But this is a, a completely different thing. And, and, mm. yeah, and the reason I'm bringing it up is, is because of what you were saying. Yeah, Just, definitely. I, Carl Jung had, um, he wrote something that was like, you know, the, the tree that reaches heaven is also the tree that has its roots that reach the hell. And like you can't find that bliss within yourself until you make aware of all of the really painful things that you don't want to bring to the surface. Yeah. You know, and that's the idea of the shadow and all these like, you know, I mean, like, God, we, we repress and you know i do say repress not suppress but like we repress so so many painful childhood memories and traumas and things like that and you come to understand you know all these little intrusive thoughts and behavioral patterns and things very much related to aspects of who you were that were left behind in those moments of fear when we were very young and you know all that sort of stuff and it's very very painful to go back and look into all of that stuff you know and people go back and look into it in many different ways you know even something as simple as a cold shower, you know, is, yeah. is fantastic because it's yeah. like, you know, okay, I reckon I could do a cold shower. Okay, prove it. Let's see how you go. It's like, oh, I don't want to do it. It's like, okay, well, what other areas in life do you do that to, you know? And you can learn a lot about yourself by just kind of challenging yourself just a little bit, you know, you know which is brilliant. This is one of the reasons why I love podcasting is because I had a natural, um, you know, inclination for social anxiety you know when i first started it and um it was the best thing that i ever did because Mm. it made me actually like think about what i was trying to say and then get to a position where i could actually say what i was thinking producing content well exactly yeah Yeah, Yeah. for sure yeah for sure yeah it's a skill it's a skill to produce content and i guess it forces you to be more truthful as well Mm. because you don't want to because now i mean when you're starting out, you probably don't have an audience, but if you do it long enough, you, you're going to have an audience. You need to be, you know, truthful. Yeah, yeah you don't want to look out. back on your yeah. first ones and be like, God, I was talking out my ass. Yeah. Like, you might look back and be like, oh, we could have, you know, not had a leaf blower going in the background, for yeah. example. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you're never going to be like, who was that fake piece of shit? Mm. Like, I look back on some of my Instagram photos and I'm like, what a fucking loser. Oh, <laughs> Next level. Same. Ridiculous. Same but I me. think that if you if you don't, like then you haven't grown and you haven't changed. So mm. I think it's good. Like I look back and I'm like, good. I was mm. a fucking loser. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know? For sure. Yeah. We should, we should be able yeah. to do that every year. Be like, 100%. oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. God, yeah. God, 2018 I, Sarah was a sack of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you, there might be a point in your life where you look back on yourself now and be like, oh, you're Oh, they're deaf. I hope they will be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if there's not, then that sucks. That means we have like stopped growing. That's the worst. Yeah, 100%. I love... I love when I meet someone that is a fair bit younger, like maybe early 20s, and they talk to you like they got it. They've got it. God, and you don't, you don't try and be... You, I was too. Yeah. I, and, I had and, it. I did have it. Yeah, no, I lost it. You think to yourself like, 
I should say something to this person. You know, no, they need to. Yeah, they need to. Man, back so and- I started when I um, started reading. You know, into about anxiety and all this sorts of stuff, trying to understand myself. I remember having this conversation with um with someone. And I was, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I've just, I want to like change the world. I want to just, I want to teach people that they can get rid of their anxiety and all this sort of stuff. And he he just, he, he was very, very intelligent. You wouldn't think he is, but he really is. And, um, he was just kind of letting me play on with that, play on with that, you know, and, um, he kind of played the devil's advocate every now and then. Um, and then one night we're all, um, we're all out at a bar or something and he kind of sat me down. We'd all been drinking as well as other things <laughs> but we'd all been drinking and um, we got in this conversation about it and he kind of looked at me and he was like now you know and I won't say his name or anything but both parents had died within you know a couple of months and just shock and shock and life circumstances with relationships and things as well and he's like you know what are you going to do for me and I was speechless and that was like the first real kind of ego trapping wow. that I had with all that shit because my ego was very much deflated when I when I, my mental health deteriorated and then I kind of found a bit of purpose again in that mental health scene and then it became inflated drastically because I was like no I want to help the world it's like mate you've literally just worked on either polar opposites you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You, you haven't found that space at all so I'm constantly trying to find that position you know where it's like don't get too ahead of yourself but remember that you, you're okay bloke at the same time you know yeah. It was yeah. That was a good night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've been through stages like that as well, like where you feel like you want to, and and I think that's part of growing up is mm. is you do get empowered by something that maybe like a struggle you work through or something like that, and it can send you into the other direction. One of the coolest things, though, I remember someone saying to me, I, I might have heard it on a podcast. It might have been Duncan Trussell. Oh yeah, he said he's. One of his teachers said to him, because he was sort of saying something similar, he really wants to help people, that sort of thing. And his teacher basically said to him, tend to the part of the garden you can touch. Mm. And it's funny because we, we do live in a society where there's a lot of people that want to go out and change the world, yeah. yet their their mum or their brother is struggling. Yet, you know, their next door neighbor is struggling. You know, we all, all always, you know, we want to do the heroic thing, um, and change your world and everyone and that's you know coming back to that external validation sort of thing yeah, that probably absolutely. stems from that yeah. um, but yet we you know we forget about what's close to us the things mm. that we can actually do to change the world which are the people that are you know next to us the people that we, we can touch I guess is, mm. is part of the same well I think this is why Jordan Peterson's whole philosophy of cleaning your room was so uh, I was going to say that yeah, so big talking, you know yeah. because it's such a brilliant point it is yeah. a brilliant point how many, I mean, my room wasn't clean when I was keen to change the world with anxiety and all that sort of shit, you know? Um, and now it is cleaner. Now I have to keep it clean because Siobhan likes the pillows in a certain way. <laughs> yeah. But, Obviously. Yeah. Well, she does. Of course. I understand. I don't let anyone else make my fucking bed. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. But no, it is a brilliant point. And, um, you know, Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. All these beautiful yeah. spiritual teachers are always saying, thing. you know, if you're doing your bit, that's all you can do, you know. And also as well, I interviewed a, um, a meditation teacher um, and he said the same sort of thing in a different way. He was like, when your cup is so full of happiness and self-love, you only you don't have any more room for yourself. So you can only give back positivity and abundance and radiance and love and hugs and all that sort of stuff, mm. you know. Um, but if there's a little bit less in there, you know, you're going to try to... You, if you're unaware, you're going to project that lack, that that scarcity somewhere else. You're going to try to find that, and yeah, it's it's going to be detrimental to yourself 
And remember, we're not separate to the world. We're in the world. So you have to look after yourself. And by doing so, you look after the world, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like what you say about, you know, like they say if a plane crashes, you put your own mm. fucking oxygen mask on before you go to help someone else. Like you're not going to be of any use to anyone else if you've neglected your own mental health or neglected your own, like anything in mm. your life. So you're not actually going to be able to change anyone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think this is what is so good about the, the world we live in now is that, you know, us three, obviously we listen to podcasts and all that sort of stuff. A lot of people listen to podcasts. A lot of the really good teachings about how to live happy lives, meaningful lives, all that sort of stuff are coming from people that actually practically apply it as opposed to someone with a label that, you know, that's called specialist or, you know, that we're really in this day and age, we're bridging the gap. You're like, I'm a life coach, for example. exactly. You know, like, what the fuck, what is that? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, you may have life down pat and that's fantastic and that's a separate matter and then I'm going to learn from you, which is awesome. But, you know, I mean... I wrote a little blog um, a couple of months ago because I was trying to play with this sort of idea. And you look at the Dalai Lama as an example. And it's like, for sure, if I want to learn how to become happier, I'm going to go to that guy for... He's the happiest dude in the world. He's kind mm. of fat. He's, he's not, you know, he's not ugly, but he's not an absolute belter. He's got like... Belter. <laughs> you know, he's, a, he's a six. He's a six. He's a six. <laughs> but he's he wears like a, a shitty robe and he's like, he's you always laughing. He's a belter. I've, ne- I've never Is heard... Is that like your fucking tent? Superstar. Fucking babe. I've never... Yeah. Yeah. Look, there are people out there... never heard probably, it to be... To describe the Dalai Lama. Maybe yeah. no one's ever described us like that. That's why we've not heard of it before. The podcast episode <laughs> is the Dalai Lama is a belter with Tom Ahern. <laughs> no, oh it should God. be a question. Is the yeah. Dalai Lama a belter? Well, what exactly. is a belter? Yeah, yeah. And is the Dalai Lama one? <laughs> I know. But you would. He's not hot, but you would. Well, you would. <laughs> I would, for sure. I would there. Yeah. Definitely. You would though, right? That robe you is unbelievable. Would. Just yeah. for bragging rights. Tear it off. Like, right. How was yeah. it? It doesn't matter. Yeah. I it was all right. Was it, right? it was a six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a claim at least. Yeah. But yeah, you would go to him if you want to learn about happiness. You would go to Ronnie Coleman if you want to become an incredible bodybuilder. You would go, like you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't go and pay a super obese personal trainer to get fit. Like, no. I mean, he could, he would, he could have read every single textbook, you know, but I just don't believe, Yeah. I, I'm just, I believe in practicality, you know, it's like, I understand that you are the most knowledgeable person about the squat, but I can't see, I, I can't see that you've applied that. Yeah. So I just can't take what you're saying, you know, on board. Mm. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Very good point. Especially Which is, as a right. coach as well. Mm. Like, you know, you're not going to be telling your members to eat healthy and to have rest days mm-hmm. and then be flogging yourself seven days a week in the gym and eating mcdonald's yeah because they don't fucking buy it exactly exactly and, and that of course you. yeah that, i mean that doesn't mean you have to be like an olympian athlete no, to, to teach people that want to be olympian athletes but there has to be some degree of competence i think it comes you know? back to the values that you were talking about the intrinsic values and james and i have talked about this before as well mm. like i think um you know you're, whatever you're doing you're living by those values and people can see you living by those exactly. values like i'm not going to go around saying one of my values is authenticity and then, you know, post a bunch of face tune yeah. fucking <clears throat> piece of shit photos of myself mm. or come across as someone that I'm not. I'm not going to post a video of me, you know, back squatting 150 kilos because yeah. I can't fucking do that. Yeah. You know, so it's about like actually embodying those values so that people, you don't have to go and say, I'm authentic because people fucking know you are. Mm. 
Mm, exactly. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, one thing that really helped me see it is, you know, if you've got an injury and you're consistently going to see a, a rehab specialist or a myo or a physio and they've been dealing with 20 injuries for the past 10 years, it's like, well, the stuff you're giving me isn't clearly working for you, you know, but if you can deal with someone that's been performing at a high level for 10 years and just doesn't seem to have an issue with their body, you can bet that the stuff and advice they're giving you is probably going to be good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So if, uh, let's say someone is going through an extra-stential crisis. Did I say that Existential. Existential. Yeah. That's right. Extra-stential. 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 <laughs> I mean, that's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going through an extra-terrestrial. Oh, yeah. God. Um, I was pumped by an And, and they... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Please call it extra crisis. It was uh, bad. Okay. It was Sorry. bad, yeah. No, yeah, it wasn't. Maybe bad. we'll do another podcast and you can tell us about that. <laughs> Extraterrestrial probing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if they came to you and they wanted some advice on trying to get back on track, find their authentic purpose, mm-hmm. what would be some things, some advice you would give them? I think... Like there are many different ways to skin a cat, you know, and I've just finished my counseling diploma as well because I wanted to actually add a bit of external validation credibility oh, to it as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to actually um, engaging in this sort of stuff, you know. Um, that's cool. Yeah, but the first thing I would say um, is to do exactly what you said before, which is just try to find the time to be still and let those thoughts as painful as they are come up because the more you run away from the truth, the more the truth will come at you, you know, which isn't fun, but it actually is. Um, it's very empowering to be like, Oh God, I've just got to sit here and you know, that, that's totally cool. But you sit there for five, 10 minutes. Um, and then to actually embrace your fears as well is, is and like people think as I did that, Facing your fears was just all out fucking let's go. I'm just going to do a public talk with my knob out. You know, it's like, relax, man. You don't have to be like the ultimate facer of fears. Like, just relax. You know, that's a big fear of mine. <laughs> but I don't want to do it. <laughs> no, no, no. You know the rules. Exactly. Yeah. Do I'm doing it now, actually, by the way. Yeah. There are no pants that we put on in this episode. <laughs> but it starts off somewhere, you know, and... Let's just say you have like a really big fear of public... Oh, let's just say a massive fear of cats or something like that, okay? Now, obviously, you're not going to find your meaning and your purpose and all these big things tomorrow by facing your fear of cats, but you'll walk a step along the path, you know? And let's just say it's an incredibly big fear of cats, right? Okay, that's fine. We don't have to be in the same room as a cat today, but can you look at a photo of a cat for a minute? Is it challenging? That's not that challenging. Okay, well, could you be in the same house as a cat? So little steps. Just little steps. Take yeah, your yeah. time. Like, if there's one thing that I could give... I'm 26, you know. Mm. At 30, 35, 40, I'm going to be like, dude, you had no idea. And that's fine. That's exactly what we're talking about yeah. before, you know. But if I could give advice to my 21, 22-year-old self that was cool. dealing with all yep. these things, it would just be just like, relax and just take one step at a time. Don't try to solve the world's problems, solve your own problems, all that shit. Um, all the time but just like try to get into the same house as a cat you know like can you pat a cat like just slow the fuck down you know and god I mean you look back in a year's time you're like wow I mean I, I 
Now I can pat a cat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's everyone's goal today. Go pat a fucking cat. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. But we all have those fears, and you know, and like, and it also comes down to like, how important is this fear to face to become who I want to be? You know, mm. now for me, public speaking was a big fear for a very long time and I had, a, you know, a couple of panic attacks doing it. So it was even more of a fear, you know, but I think it's really important for me. I really want to do more public talks and I want to promote my books and podcasts and things. Um, so, you know, rather than what I kept doing all the time and just kept falling in that hole was just, all right, well, it has to be all or nothing. I have to talk to a hundred people here. It's like, no, you don't. But how well can you talk to one person? How well can you look them in the eye and say exactly what you want to say, breathe through it, all that sort of stuff. Well done. Give yourself a pat on the back. Now I'll do it with two people. Just take your fucking time with it, you know? Because mm. the best people in life, those intrinsic values that do what they do, have done it successively and incrementally over decades, you know? And we all want that fucking instantly gratified feeling right now. And I want it the most. That's why I'm so fucked up, I reckon, you know? But, and that our society does promote that with that ability to, you know, I, I heard somewhere that it takes you. So when you click on Facebook and you see the notification, that space is roughly the exact same the exact same time it takes to spin a pokies before you get your answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were talking about this the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 we which did. Which you were also prison. I was here. <laughs> yeah, my pants were off, but I was here. So that yeah. digital, uh, digital minimum yeah, is important. Oh, I see. It's in that he talks about it that way, and they were, they were actually designed for that purpose. Mm. Yeah, they so, just got so, us. Yeah, they got us. Yeah, yeah, they got us. But now we can be more responsible and see. This is where we can find our purpose. Like, well, life is against me. You know, like they all these marketers want me to be a fat porn addicted sack of shit alright I'm not gonna do it though maybe not today <laughs> Yeah. but I'm just gonna like okay cool I'm gonna do something challenging I'm gonna yep. start there yeah yeah and do something and, and that's a really good point when you do something challenging you do something hard and you get through it mm. I mean that's a fucking great feeling it's incredible it's the best feeling in the world but another thing too is like when you can recognise and this is when it comes you know like what you're doing now with counselling when you re- can recognise it it's not all about you yeah because we get so far into our own heads mm. that we think the whole world revolves around us. So when you can start doing things for other people, like, you know, counselling and that sort of thing, you start to realise, oh, hang on, dickhead. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's a whole fucking world of people out there. Yeah. It's not just you. Like, you are tiny. Yeah. You are tiny. I think we talked about this on your podcast as well, as like, your level of anxiety decreases significantly when you take that attention off yourself and mm. think like, yep. how can I help someone else? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then suddenly your problems seem like a bit lesser. Mm. Yeah. There is nothing that has been better for me because I'm naturally, I hope I'm not naturally like this because then I've always got to work against it, but I just am just selfish and obsessive by definition, which sucks. But you know, the more I say it, the more it gets better. But being in a relationship with someone that I really appreciate has really, really helped me with that because it's just, you know, you do have to compensate and you do have to listen to other people straight and you work with two different people, you yeah. know. And um, that has, has really, really helped me because I'll naturally just 
when I when my ego is like when I'm angry or when I'm like this and that, I want to get a win. I not to be just start thinking of all the things I could do to make myself feel like I've earned the day, you know. And then it is me, 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 you know. But being like, well, as much as you want to go and train, as much as you want to go and read and write, sorry, tonight is our night. Tonight's date night or something yeah. like that. And it just helps with exactly what you said. It's a brilliant point, man. Yeah, sure. yeah, mm. yeah. And um, like. If you that's that's the thing though. If you can acknowledge that you are that person, I'm the same. Mm. I can just be so fucking far up my own ass sometimes. Mm. And and then going back to the jujitsu thing, mm-hmm. that that's a really good like a really good way to sort of pull you out of your own body when you like get tapped by someone or when you know something like that happens. You're like, oh, okay, like there's I suck. people, <laughs> I suck, and yeah. there's people that are better than me, and you know, just just all those little things, and yeah, it all it all links up together, but. Being aware of that and how you are as a person that way, I think, is really important because there's a lot of people out there that are that way inclined. And I think you say, naturally, I think everyone has a level of it, maybe higher in some people, but where it's dangerous is when they don't recognize it. Yeah. That's where it's dangerous. And then that's where you start going down that rabbit hole of, um, you know, uh, looking for external validation and things like that yeah that's the um freudian projection idea which is a brilliant idea which is like whatever you know weaknesses shortcomings positive or negative that you don't recognize within yourself you'll naturally project onto other people and it's like um you know maybe one of the reasons why people cheat or all this sort of stuff because you have that you don't recognize that there's that driver within inside yourself. You feel like person A, B, and C is going to rectify that for you. And then you're going to cluck, grasp at them. It's like always the grass is always greener. You find yourself over there and you're like, oh, well, this, I'm still in this addiction cycle or I'm still in this whatever cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, this is why I love podcasting again as well because it just gives you a, like a space to chat with people that are people. Yeah, we're all yeah, the yeah. same you know yeah, we're all yeah. gonna die at one point which automatically makes us the same yeah you know? and then we can all talk about these sorts of things it's like yeah i'm fucked up here and here and here but i'm kind of getting it over here yeah. it's like oh shit how are you getting it over there maybe i can learn from that you know yeah, yeah, all that sort of stuff it's brilliant everyone should have a podcast yeah yeah everyone should agree. be and everyone should like have more honest and open conversations about that, how they're actually feeling mm. because I find that so often like we pretend like, Oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. You know, like I actually had a client send me a message the other day and she was just like really vulnerable with like, she'd had a shit day and she just wanted to tell me about it. And she's like, I just needed to share that with you because I trust you. Mm. And I was like, that's fucking awesome, dude. Like, Brilliant. That's so cool. Like, more people should be like that, mm. you know, like because we're inside our own heads so much and we build these things up to be like these huge insurmountable things. But if we just say, hey, I had a, you know, I had a shit day, I ate a tub of ice cream, someone's going to be like, oh, mate, I fucking did that last week. And yeah. suddenly yeah. you've got that connection and suddenly you yeah. don't feel like alone with your problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how many people are going through the same thing as you're going. And, yeah. that, and then that's another way to come out of your own head. You're like, oh, hang on. It's not just me. Mm. I'm not this crazy freak who yeah. does this weird fucking shit. Like yeah. there's other people. 100%. Yeah. But coming back to the podcast thing, you're right. It's the art of conversation. And somewhere along the way, um, I think maybe potentially where social media and things have come around, we've lost that ability to have these long you know, open conversations with people. Mm. Because you can just use an emoji. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Eggplant. Yeah. Says every sentence I need to say. Actually does. (laughs) Yeah. 
for like, sure. I'll just use a shrug emoji rather than saying, I felt really anxious today because chalk got spilled on the ground in the gym and it made me think that I was going to be really bad at my job for the rest of the week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, shrug emoji. Yeah, exactly. Nailed it, yeah. pretty much. But I mean, you don't, and as well, you don't need this to have a conversation. Mm. You just start a conversation with someone. If if it helps to record it, get your iPhone out, record, start recording it. Mm. If, 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 if it, you know gets you going like it gets you into that conversation but you don't need it and i think an important thing as well to remember is it's not like you know for us we got here today we got in the room we sort of had to stop ourselves and be like hey let's press record here because we start start talking so (laughs) this isn't you know this isn't fake this is this is real Mm. yeah it's totally real yeah yeah i think we need to embrace the fucking overshare Mm. because i think people are always worried about how it comes across like Am I looking for attention? Am I trying to get people to feel sorry for me? Like, it doesn't matter what people think. Like, Mm. if you're putting your authentic, honest self out there and people don't like that, well, that's not on you. Mm -hmm. That's on them. Yeah. Like, they've got their own shit to deal with. They're, like, also hopefully trying to be their authentic self, you know? Yeah. And it'll it'll be be easier in the long run because you'll connect with people that um, are into the same things you are yeah. and they'll connect with people that are into the same things they are and everyone wins and everyone will just be fucking honest and not just send each other eggplant emojis exactly exactly which is a serious issue you know but eggplant it says a lot Should it says a lot it. let's ban that banned. emoji <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna embrace it <laughs> my favourite is the brain emoji what's the brain emoji like it's literally a little brain. Oh, like, is it really? Yeah. Your it name is. in my phone has a little brain yeah. and a little gold star next to it because mind gold. Mind gold. Mind it works gold. perfectly. Perfect. Yeah. See, so, I mean, you could have used the eggplant emoji for mind gold, but it works in many sneaky ways. You know. It does yeah, <laughs> mate. What are you reading at the moment? I'm I'm reading a book um, called Inner Work. So um, Robert A. Johnson was a Jungian analyst, and yep. he. Um, I'm reading about five books at the same time. I, just, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. read one book at the same time. Like, I want to buy this, I want to buy this. Yeah. But um, I've been obsessed with interpreting dreams for like eight months. And I've just, I have learned so much about myself. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. I fucked up one last night. Oh, tell me. Oh, mate, it was like just this serial, I was like stuck in like a fucking horror movie. Yeah. It was like, have you seen House of a Thousand Corpses? No. Rob Zombie? No. Oh my God, what is wrong with you? It's the best. It's like my favorite horror movie. Anyway, I was like pretty much like trapped in that movie and it was just like people being fucking killed. I was killing people. I woke up and Graham was there and it was okay. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people think... Graham's my cat, everyone. <laughs> well, you're going to go and pet a cat, which is... I'm not killer. dating some fucking old yeah. cunt called Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I've often laughed about, hey, like... Like... Can you imagine if you name like I just think like a two year old called Graham would be hilarious. Hilarious, you know, but, like a six month Ian or something. Yeah, but there are old men called Graham who were once two year olds, yeah, but I, I feel that was back in like seventeen fifty two, where nine. it was okay. Yeah, yeah. okay to be two years old and called Graham. It. No, but I mean, dreams are like still not really kind of seen as like a really good way for personal insight. But something that really got me over the line is that up to 80% of PTSD sufferers experience recurring nightmares of the same thing that traumatized them initially, which says that there is something to a dream, you know? Right. And dreams will tell you things about yourself. They'll tell you um, things that you may not know about yourself. They'll give you compensatory ideas of the way you see the world. Um, They'll find that psychical balance, that sort of stuff. And um, this this is just like a really interesting book of how to 
you know, interpret dreams and, and all that sort of stuff. And lots of fears from my childhood came up, lots of fears from, um, you know, one of the reasons why I started doing jujitsu is because I had this reoccurring dream that I was getting wrapped, um, um, you know, by, by the devil snare from Harry Potter, then Lady Gaga's legs wrapped me, then like just all this weird shit that kept moving into me playing footy. And uh-huh. I remember that like five, six, seven years ago, I had this stage where this guy had me in a chokehold playing on the footy field and I'd forgotten that completely and I had a massive panic attack when that happened. And I've started doing jujitsu and I haven't had that dream since. Wow. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. You know what's weird is that I kept having this dream about this guy from like my past when I used to smoke meth mm-hmm. and it was this whole fucked up situation and I kept having dreams of, I was like a teenager but it kept coming up in my dreams because it was a really traumatizing experience and I was like fuck I just have to get this out so I like wrote a blog about it mm-hmm. and put it out there everyone's fucking read it it's pretty awful I don't care anymore mm-hmm. like it's gone like it's I haven't dreamt about him since I haven't really thought obviously I'm thinking about it right now but mm-hmm. like I literally haven't thought about it because it's like it's kind of like it cancels it out almost. It does. Conscious awareness. Yeah. yeah. Is that what it's called? Well, the book's called Inner Work. Yeah. But um, Jungian analysts tend to believe that conscious awareness is enough to rectify the issue. Um, and then just like a ritual change. Like you get the idea or the message or what it's telling you. And then you just slightly change your behavior in accordance with it. And that'll kind of shift you back on to, if you want to go into that woo idea the spiritual seeker's path, the conscious journey. So yeah. and this is leads yeah. us into your next book. Yes. Which is going to be out probably in about five years. <laughs> it's, it's a big one. It's, it's like my first book was 70,000 words. This one's at about 150,000, which is too big. I'm thinking about breaking it up into how a couple of books. How do you decide how many words your book is going to be? I don't decide, but I just, it's too much at the moment. So it's like third, fourth. I've been writing it for about a year. Um, it's like third, fourth, third draft at the moment. Yeah. And I'm just fascinated with too many things. I need to bring it back into a way that I'm actually trying to get a message across, you know? Um, so whether that is becomes a couple of books or just this big book, I I don't know, but it's enjoyable. I'm doing it for me, which is fun. So yeah, that's cool. cool. Mm. That's cool. And, uh, if people wanted to buy your book, where could they get it? Uh, anywhere, I think. Um, you can find it on Amazon. It's called Yes, I'm Fine, Just Tired, um, which is an excuse I used to tell myself all the time, which we've, I'm sure we've all said that before. Yep. Um, and I'm very fucking humbled by the fact that you've bought it and you've read it. That's really amazing. So yep. if you guys want to, um, yeah, give it a read, I'd, I'd love to hear your feedback as well because it's my first book and I'm, hopefully there's a few more. First yeah. of many. First of many, hopefully, yeah. First of many. Yeah. Perfect, man. And you, your podcast too? Yes. It's called The Mind Mate Podcast, um, which is another thing that I just love doing as well. It's really Talking. Fun. Talking conversation, pretty much, and and it seems like you, you've got some pretty pretty cool guests on lately, like Steve Monaghetti and, and me and Sarah. <laughs> yes, yes, I've got. Um, um, it's it's just more if you're interested in psychology and philosophy and you know spirituality as well. It's kind of all that sort of stuff, meaning trauma, anxiety. You know, I've got a whole bunch of. Um, I've got two guests coming on the show that did some um, research into psilocybin for um cancer patients in melbourne so that's going to be really wow. cool where do cool. you find like do you just find people what yeah google and then yeah. email and then call them oh, google cool. email or call that. them yeah and yeah. i've got tony doherty coming up he's going to be really fun um so hopefully i'll try to get into some of the psychology that you know that he kind of looks into as well um but yeah like just if you interested in anyone just email them or call them. Just be like, hey, I've got this podcast. You know, people love talking about themselves mm. and that's a good thing. That's true. We yeah, can yeah, learn yeah. from them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for sure, yeah. 
cool. Um, you were 100% the inspiration for this podcast yeah. as well yes. because I had such a positive experience coming on yours and like I think it was just, it really made me aware about a lot of things about myself that I guess I hadn't really thought about before and it's like that whole thing you were saying about the cathartic experience of just like being yourself and, mm. and sharing that and not really giving a fuck how it comes across because mm-hmm. that's just you and I felt like I didn't really have much of a platform to do that you know because instagram is like kind of like a snapshot yeah and you know you can only really put so much in your um bio mm-hmm. Very true. <laughs> but you know it's it's just like a, it's a way of like you know people kind of understanding how your mind works and yeah so that's how this started well wow. basically mm. so thank you yeah it's yeah awesome I've loved being on. It's been so yeah. good. Oh, well, hopefully we can we can do some more down the track and for sure. And uh, yeah, we look forward to the next book. And yeah, thank you, thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Was it. awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. All right, that's it. <laughs>